you're listening to Empowering Emma, a podcast that focuses on self-care, navigating college life, and chasing success. Hello, everyone. Today, we're talking about emotional support animals because I think it's something that's kind of new, and I think a lot of people are curious and or don't understand why people do it or what the benefit is or what the difference is between an emotional support animal and also a service animal. So that's what I'm going to talk about today because I have an emotional support animal and she helps me more than I thought she ever would. And you can definitely probably hear her in the background right now as always. So the first thing I'm going to talk about is how I got an emotional support animal So an emotional support animal can be any animal. They do not have to have any kind of like special training or certification. So my emotional support animal is just my dog that I've had at my parents' house. And now she's kind of my dog. And why I have mine is for anxiety. So the emotional support animals can be for any kind of mental illness or any kind of comfort that you might be providing or needing, I guess. So I think it's mostly common or more common for college students than anyone. But I think you can still have one no matter your age. But I know a lot of college kids do because it's their first time away from home or it's their first time being in a super stressful environment or being away from home and just all these different things that can cause anxiety or stress or depression. And the dogs or cats really help that. And it's it's weird to understand and explain because it's not like they're actually doing anything, but they're just like there. And I've always been a huge dog person starting to become a little bit of a cat person, but not really, (laughs) but she helps me so much. Just like knowing that I'm not alone and knowing that if something were to happen to me, that she would be there for me, which sounds so crazy. But if you have a dog, then you understand it. Like I have this bat cracker And so, like, I, like, laid down so I could crack my back and Millie came running up to me and she, like, thought that I fell over. And I was like, I love you and you will protect me always. And, oh, just such a cute baby. The next thing I want to talk about is the cost of having an emotional support animal. Having an emotional support animal is free. It's totally free. The only thing that you're probably going to have to pay for, I guess, is, like, vet visits and stuff like that. But that's with any animal. So, a lot of people feel like they need a dog, but they can't necessarily afford dog or cat rent, which I think is the stupidest shit in the world that you have to pay like $50 extra per month for an animal. And I knew that I wanted to bring my dog this year because last year was really hard for me to not have an animal with me. And so I specifically looked for an apartment that I knew would be dog friendly. So like I am not like multiple stories up in a building. I have a walkout unit with grass And I specifically requested an end unit so that I would have more grass to walk Millie in. Then I also have one of those little stakes in the ground to hook her up to, which she does not really like or understand. But I made sure that this place would be comfortable for me and her. Because the place I lived last year definitely was not. It was like six floors and an elevator and then like 20 million locks on the doors to get out and in and... It just wasn't dog friendly and they allowed pets and this place I'm at right now does not allow pets. They only allow emotional support animals and I was worried that I would be the only one or that people would be like, oh my god, why does she have a dog here? But there's actually so many dogs and so many support animals so it makes me feel like not like everyone's staring at me, I guess. 
And so that's been really, really nice that it's free and that the apartment is accommodating. Along with that, most apartments are going to have you fill out information about your dog. So it will ask like basic information like their name, the type of dog it is, and then like history of like, is your dog violent? Does your dog bark? Does your dog bite? Like all these questions. And then you also have to get your dog um, registered with whatever county, I think, like the little tag that says like my dog is registered, my dog has all their vaccines, just to know that your dog or cat is going to be safe wherever they're at and that they're up to date on their medical stuff. And other than that, I mean, that's it. It's very easy. It's an easier process than you would think. And it provides so much help and support to me because it gives me someone to talk to, (laughs) which sounds so ridiculous, but I I talk to my dog so much and I snuggle her so much and she's so spoiled. And I think that that's the biggest difference for me between last year and this year because I didn't understand. I was like, I don't know why last year was so much harder for me than this year is. And I think it's truly just because of Millie and she's helping me so much. Oh, one thing I forgot to mention is you also have to get a letter from a doctor saying that you have any of the conditions that may apply to having an emotional support animal. So some of those reasons could be anxiety, depression, fear, or phobias, post-traumatic stress disorder, personality disorder, mood disorder, panic disorders, or other disorders. And so you would go to your licensed mental health professional, or in my case, I just went to my family doctor because he knew my history of anxiety, and he just had to sign one one paper and say, yes, it's okay for Emma to have an emotional support animal. And then there's also like a letter that you have to write along with that. I can't believe I forgot about this until right now. It's been like four months since I've had to do it, but it's, um, I don't know. There's some kind of format I had to follow. I forgot what it is, but it was basically just like, I wrote like it for your doctor, like my patient, Emma Anderson has had anxiety. I've known about this. She has these things when she has anxiety her dog will help her and I permit her to have a emotional support animal at school. Something like that. There's specific like outlines of what needs to be included in that letter online, but I don't know off the top of my head. So those are all the things that you need to know about having an emotional support animal and understanding why it's necessary for some people and some people don't understand why, but it's really, really, really helps. Thank you for listening. Next week, we are talking about my business journal, which I'm really excited about. I'm going to talk about what's in mine and why you should have one and just all my business ideas, where I've taken business related notes. Some of them are from TikTok, of course. Some of them are from jobs. Every job that I start, I write a pro and con list, things I would have done differently if I were a manager, things that worked well, and all these different kind of things that I've learned throughout my job history and how those can apply to if I have my own business someday or if I continue in the management path. So thank you for listening as always, and we will chat next week.